0: Hello Greyfriars and New Hope. Welcome to our Monday Thursday interactive all-age service. Now obviously things are a little bit different this Easter as we celebrate the whole of the Easter story. We're doing so from our own homes, on computers, on television screens or in other ways that we are actually uh, able to gather together. And so today we wanted to do something that would allow all families and children, older people, everybody to engage in different ways with the particular events of Monday, Thursday. This was the Passover meal that Jesus shared with his disciples. It's often called the Last Supper because it was the night before Jesus died. And so what we're going to do first of all is to think a little bit about what it meant that Jesus gathered his disciples together with the Intention to help them understand, to prepare them in their hearts and in their minds for what would come in the next few days. Now, doing this as an interactive thing means that we're going to tell a little bit of the story and then we're going to stop and allow you to do something to engage for yourselves, whether you're on your own or whether you're with your family, whatever that means. So, you might need to be able to press the pause button on your computer or on your television or your remote control or your phone. Um, so just have that to hand. There are one or two other things that you might find helpful to have prepared and got ready before you begin to watch this video together. The first thing is a bowl of water, and a bit of soap and probably a towel and those things are going to be important as we remember the part of the story where Jesus washes his disciples feet. But also later on in our video um, we're going to be sharing a breaking of the bread. Now this is not communion, um, the diocese have been quite clear that we're not allowed to do communion in that way and actually that's what the Church of England does. Um, a communion is only when we are actually physically present and a priest is able to um, say the prayer and, and um, involve and include everybody in the church family in that way for communion. But what we can do in our homes is break bread and drink fruit juice or wine if you would prefer and remember what it was that Jesus gave that commandment for. He gave us that commandment in order that we would remember what he has done for us and the full significance of it. And so we do want to do something today to mark that. And if you feel comfortable and able to, then please do join in with that. So you might need also to have prepared by buying some bread and some wine or some fruit juice and having that ready to share later on. We've also got the fantastic um, family video from Adam and Noah and their children and we'll be watching that and, and hearing from them all about the different things that a Jewish Passover festival looks like and how it is that we can see Jesus um, explaining and drawing meaning out of all of those things as we learn about Passover and remember what Jesus did and what Jesus said on that night when he had the Last Supper with his disciples. So. Let's begin. This is the Jesus Storybook Bible and I'm going to be using lots of it this afternoon as we think about the story of Jesus and the Last Supper. Jesus and his friends were having their Passover meal together in an upstairs room. But Jesus' friends were arguing. What about? They were arguing about stinky feet. Stinky feet! Yes! stinky feet. Now, the thing about feet back then was that people didn't wear shoes, they only wore sandals. Which might not sound unusual, except that the streets in those days were very dirty, and I don't just mean dusty dirty, I mean stinky dirty. All the cows and horses everywhere, you can imagine the stuff that was on the street that ended up on the disciples' feet. So. Anyway, someone had got to wash off the dirt. It was a dreadful job. Who on earth would dream of volunteering to do that? It was the job for the lowliest servant. Well, I'm not the servant, said Peter. Nor am I, said Matthew. Quietly, Jesus got up from the table, took off his robe, picked up a basin of water, knelt down and started to wash his friend's feet. (gasps) You can't do that, said Peter. He didn't understand about Jesus being the servant king. If you don't let me wash away the dirt, Peter, Jesus said, and you can't be close to me. Jesus knew that what people most needed was to be clean on the inside. All the dirt on their feet was nothing compared To the sin in their hearts. Then wash all of me Lord, said Peter, tears filling his eyes. One by one Jesus washed his disciples feet. I'm doing this because I love you, Jesus explained, and I want you to do this for each other. Jesus washed his disciples feet he washed them because they needed to be cleaned but he actually explained to them that it was more than just their dirty feet it was about their hearts the same is true for us whenever we desire and want and draw near to Jesus whether we've come to worship him whether we've come to pray whether we've come to just have a conversation with him we come aware that we've done lots of things that make it a problem and make Jesus sad. And so he asks us, like the disciples, not just to wash our feet on the outward sign. although I hope you have had a bath or a shower today as well, but he asks us to wash our hearts. And what he means by that is to come to him and say sorry. And so we're going to do a confession together, and you'll find the words appearing on your screen. Like the disciples, we come to meet with you, Jesus, aware of our dirty hands and feet. Like Peter, we feel embarrassed about giving you our messy and sinful lives. But because you love us, you take off your fine robes You kneel down like a servant, you wash us clean with your forgiveness and you make us ready to serve you and you show us how to love each other as you have loved us. Give us new strength Lord Jesus to keep obeying all your commands and show us how to be patient with each other too. Amen. so now we're going to hear from Adam and Noah and their family. They're going to tell us all about the Jewish Passover festival and help us to see lots of meaning that Jesus gives and that Jesus brings out of um, that celebration. And then hopefully we'll understand a little bit more about what Jesus did with his disciples and how we can learn from that special celebration. Here's Adam and Noah.
1: Welcome to our short film about Passover. I'm Adam. This is Noah. Benjamin, Daniel and Jonathan.
2: Now today we're going to talk a little bit about Passover and also we're going to look at how it relates to us today because I think in the Passover meal it's been a meal passed on from generation to generation but most importantly we can see so much in the meal that points us towards Jesus and it's just so important for us as believers to see those things and really enriching our faith. Yevarecha Adonai veyishmarecha Yevarecha Adonai veyishmarecha Ye'er Adonai Pana Velecha veyichuneka Ye'asa Adonai Lecha Shalom And this is how the story began of the Passover meal that is told from generation to generation.
3: For over 3,000 years, Jews across the world have celebrated the Passover. They remember God's faithfulness and deliverance from slavery in Egypt. In Exodus, the Israelites are commanded, this is a day you are to commemorate. For the generations to come, you shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord, a lasting ordinance. As believers in Jesus, we can also take time to remember and give thanks to God for his faithfulness. Just as the Israelites were delivered from physical slavery in Christ, we are delivered from slavery to sin. As death passed over God's people because of the blood of a lamb, so too we are delivered from spiritual death by the Lamb of God. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 5, for Christ our Passover Lamb has been sacrificed and John the Baptist says in 1 John Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world
2: Central to the Passover meal is the Passover plate. On the plate we have different ingredients that remind us of the Passover story and also reminds us of how God brought the Israelites out of slavery and into freedom. First on the cellar plate is the egg. Then it's the karpas, which is lettuce. Next we have the chazeret, which is a really, really, really bitter horseradish. Next we have the charoset, which is a really sweet mix of dates and a bit of maple syrup and honey the maro which means bitter herbs, and the Zroa, the lamb shank, that we haven't got at the moment. So now that we had a look at the ingredients on the Passover plate, let's go and see what they actually mean. So now that we had a look about the Passover plate and all the ingredients, we're actually gonna have a little chat and see what they what they mean to us. So where are we gonna start guys? Yeah. Yeah, so does anyone know what it means? Me. Yeah? The egg means
3: we don't know why, but it means the destruction of the temple. That's right.
1: Okay, and what next?
3: Um, let's do the lettuce. Yeah. The lettuce, you dip it in the salt water yeah. and it represents the tears of the Israelites in slavery. That's right. And um, uh, next we have, who knows what this teacher? one is? Me. Yeah? Uh, um, the horseradish represents yeah. the Israelites in slavery in Egypt. Yeah. and. Um, the bitterness. That's right, yeah, it's, it's so bitter, isn't it? The flavor mm-hmm. of it is so, so bitter. We're
1: going to try some later and see if we have <coughs> tears.
2: Yeah. Um, next we have, what's this one? The Chaloset. So, what does the Chaloset mean? I know.
3: So, it means all the mortar of the, um, Israelites bringing the bricks.
2: That's mm-hmm. right, it's all the buildings, so they're brick and mortar to remember their slavery in Egypt. And where God delivered them from? Oh, Good, what have we got left? got two left. Who's going to the please, last two? Uh, okay, know. so we've got, this is the marol, the bitter, bitter herbs. What is that one? I know. Yeah? It same, it's basically the same as the lettuce, it, you dip it in the salt water and it represents the, the tears.
1: That's
2: right, the bitterness of the Israelite's life, how bitter it was. Adam, do you want to do the shack
1: um, The um, shag? Sometimes, some people have a lamb shag right bone here and some people have a chicken wing. Um, but they are uh, remembering that the people of Israel were redeemed uh, by the arm of the Lord with an outstretched arm. Um, and so as believers we can remember that uh, we're redeemed uh, by Christ with his outstretched arms on the cross. What does the matzah mean? Yeah. Yeah, um, the matzah. So we've got
2: here three matzahs on the on Passover table.
1: Now we're going to look at the unleavened bread which is also called the matzah. You'll see on the table that there's three matzah, yet it's considered one element of a Passover meal. Matzah is made without yeast, and yeast in the Bible is a representative of sin. You'll also see that the matzah is pierced. If it wasn't pierced, it would puff up like a pita bread. Finally, you'll see that there's stripes where it's cooked on a griddle. As we think of these details, we can remember Jesus, that he was without sin, which is represented by the yeast. He was pierced for our transgressions and by his stripes we are healed as is written in isaiah 53 another intriguing detail relating to the matzah is that at the beginning of the meal the middle matzah is taken out and broken as this happens we can remember jesus saying this is my body broken for you do this in remembrance of me what becomes a little more mysterious is that one piece of his matzah is taken away and hidden. This is called the afikoman which means it will return. Later on in the meal the children are sent out to find this piece of matzah and to bring it back while the remaining half is put back between the two matzah.
2: Another central part of the meal is the wine. Each adult at the table has a glass of wine. On four occasions during the meal A sip is taken from the glass. These are known as the four cups. The first cup is known as the cup of sanctification. This is where we read in Luke 22 that Jesus, after taking the cup, gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. for I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. The second cup is known as the cup of plagues, where each of the plagues that Egypt suffered are remembered. The third cup, and the most important for believers in Jesus, is the cup of salvation, which is taken after the food. We read in Luke 22.20 that this was the cup that Jesus took and said, in the same way, after the supper he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. It is from this cup of salvation in the Passover meal, along with the breaking of the unleavened bread, that we get what we call today Communion, or also known as the Lord's Supper. This new covenant is talked about in Jeremiah thirty-one, thirty-one, where God says he will make a new covenant, not written on stone, but written on our hearts, so that we will know God. The fourth and final cup of the meal is the cup of Hallel, which means praise. So at
1: the end of the meal, the fourth cup is drank. And that's the cup of praise or the cup of Hillel. Yeah. And that's when everyone sings um, the songs of praise uh, from Psalms 113 to 118.
2: So, in a minute, the boys are actually going to perform to us the song in Hebrew, and we're going to try and teach you how to sing it so you can join in with them, hopefully. So, the first word is which is give thanks. The second word is Ladonai, which is to the Lord, then with which means He's good, Kile Olam, because for forever, Chasdo, which is His mercy. But it's like in Hebrew, it's a bit the wrong way round, so it, it just means give thanks to the Lord for His good, His love us forever. So if you can repeat after me in Hebrew, Hodu Olam Okay, hope you
3: enjoy it!
1: The story of God's faithfulness and His unfolding plan of salvation is pointed to throughout the feast and all of Scripture with remarkable precision. We haven't mentioned that four thousand years ago, on the very same mountain that Jesus was crucified, God provided Abraham a ram, which had its head stuck in thorns. Or have two thousand years ago, just as the Passover lambs were being inspected to check that they were faultless, at the same time. Jesus was being questioned by Pontius Pilate. He said, I find no fault in him. When we move on from Passover, we look forward to Resurrection Sunday. And this happened on the Feast of Firstfruits. But maybe we'll look at this another time.
0: And so we come now to the breaking of bread part of our gathering together. Jesus told his disciples that this was something to do to remember him. That word remember is really important in both Passover and in other ways. To remember that God has rescued us. We are no longer slaves, we are no longer bound by slavery. We are free just as the Jews celebrated the freedom that God won for them on that Passover evening. But what we do today, although it's not communion, is a way that we stand together, we all do this together, we share in it, it unites the body of Christ as we remember what God did, the rescue God did, and we remember the sacrifice that Jesus gave of his own life for us. And so if you've got your bread and your fruit juice somewhere to hand, maybe put those in the middle of your table or somewhere where you can all see them and share them together and then let's use these words again from the Jesus Storybook Bible. You can either say them together following on the screen or you can just listen and pray them in your hearts. It was Passover, the time when God's people remembered how God had rescued them from being slaves in Egypt. Every year they killed a lamb and ate it. The lamb died instead of us they would say. But this Passover, God was getting ready for an even greater rescue. Jesus and his friends were having their Passover meal in an upstairs room. Jesus picked up some of the bread. He broke it and gave it to his friends. He picked up a cup of wine, he thanked God for it and poured it out and he shared it. My body is like this bread, it will break. Jesus told them this cup of wine is like my blood it will be poured out but this is how God will rescue the whole world my life will break and God's broken world will mend my heart will tear apart and yours will heal just as the Passover lamb died so now I will die instead of you My blood will wash away all your sins and you will be clean on the inside, clean in your hearts. So whenever you eat and drink, remember Jesus said, I have rescued you. And so now, together with your family or other people in your household, or on your own, take the bread and remember that Jesus died for you. Drink your fruit juice or your wine in remembrance that Jesus gave his blood and allowed it to be shed because he loves you so much. And God sent him to do these things in order that he would rescue us. So we've come to the end of our Monday Thursday service. I hope you've enjoyed learning a little bit about the Passover meal and how do you celebrate it. I hope you felt close to Jesus as you've received his cleansing and remembered his body and his blood. I hope as you think about all of your Easter celebrations and however hard it is for us all to be at home and unable to be with our family and friends who live further away that we remember that Jesus is with us because of what he went through on that first Monday Thursday. Jesus is with us now in whatever struggles we face, whatever fears we might feel. Jesus is drawing close to us because he has moved every obstacle. But as we remember that, as we think about Monday Thursday, let's not forget that it was painful for him. But it was difficult and that he went from the Passover festival, the feast with his friends, into the Garden of Olives, Olive Trees, Garden of Gethsemane. He went there in order to pray and to find strength from being close to his father. Jesus knew what it would mean for him to die. He was going to lose his father and be far away from him and that Jesus knew would break his own heart in two. Violent sobs shook Jesus' whole body and then Jesus was quiet like a lamb. I trust you Abba, he said, whatever you say I will do. Jesus we thank you We thank you for your willingness to die for us. We thank you that your death is our rescue, is our salvation and your death is our hope. Because we know that it's not the end, that the rest of the Easter story is coming. But help us now to sit in this part of the story, to remember you with gratitude in our hearts and a desire to keep your commands. Amen. May God bless you, may Jesus be close to you, and may you know his peace throughout this Easter. Amen.